0: All right, ready? I'm Meredith. I'm Elise. And And this is is your 20s. 20s.
1: And welcome back to the This Is Your 20s podcast. (laughs) So actually, Meredith and I have very exciting news for you all because we have finally figured out exactly what we want this show to be. And we changed our bio on Instagram. So our new bio and i say i think honestly this podcast was that from the beginning we just didn't have the words to express that to our audience yeah so our podcast doing like a little bit of rebranding so a it bit. feels easier for people to find
0: cuz this is your 20s it's kind of a broad it's broad i mean yeah 20 that's 10 years of there's life. a lot that goes on so in those 10 we years. wanted to streamline
1: it a little bit so that people had a better um time finding it yes. so So this is your 20s podcast is the well-being podcast for young go-getters. Radically honest conversations about mental, physical, and spiritual health for 20-somethings. So Meredith came up with both of those, and it just it just worked so well. I think it's just perfect for what we want for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I want to remind our listeners that it took us eight months to get that. Yeah, We knew what we were doing and we've been doing that since basically the beginning, but putting the words to what your brand is, is very important and yeah. figuring out what you want for your audience. So that's what And we it's want good not to rush that process. I think
0: if we had tried to rush it and like, force it in a way then it wouldn't be as natural as it feels now and so I think we've kind of let our episodes speak for themselves and then the content has sort of guided the rest of it if that makes sense so if you're ever in that position where you're kind of starting something off don't feel like you have to have everything like ready ready from ground zero because that's
1: typically not how it works right never how it works no one actually knows what they're doing until they do it so Um, But anyways, that's just a little announcement we have. Um, And today, today (laughs) we have we're doing another Zoom call because of COVID and all that. But our guest is from Nashville, Mm -hmm. so not too far away. Still the Midwest, but we have Cheyenne. It's the South. Well, it's the (laughs) Midwest. It's still in our region. It's like two hours from here. It's four. Is it four? Yeah, that's on that bar. It's the south though. Tennessee
0: is most definitely the south and
1: not the Midwest. It's okay. So is is Indiana (laughs) the cutoff for the Midwest? Um I don't know. It's I don't know the rules here, to be honest. Yeah, but don't worry don't worry, you're pretty little little (laughs) blind. Um (laughs) anyway, Cheyenne is here with us, aka Amusing Millennial on Instagram. So Cheyenne, go ahead, introduce yourself. What do you do?
2: Uh, yeah go ahead floor is yours i'm so happy to be here my name is cheyenne baker i am a millennial performance coach i help women in their 20s figure out that weird time after graduation aka the post grads scaries um i also help women in their 20s and early 30s figure out what the fuck is going on in their midlife or quarter life crisis
0: i love that every time It's like a really terrible, I don't know if you're a Vine person, but every time someone says, what the fuck is going on, it reminds me of that Vine. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I know. What "What the fuck is going on? And it's like a, (laughs) like someone with their fist. That's how I feel pretty much every day
1: um, of my life. So No, I love that. (laughs) I love that. This is like, when we found your Instagram, it's like essentially what we do with our podcast. So like there's so many similarities, like in what we're both doing. So
0: also I want to mention, so Cheyenne slid into this is your twenties DMs and was the very first person that we didn't previously know, you know what I mean? Like on our following that had actually said, like, I found your podcast and I really like what you guys are doing. So, Thank you. Yeah, Seriously. The, I didn't know that. Yes, you were. You were the first person that, like, we you know didn't from college, you know, tell our friends or our family or someone like that. Um, it was you like, found us. literally so exciting, and we were out one night together when we heard the audio message that you left, and it literally like brought me to the verge of tears. We were Jill, literally in the back, like, of, back
1: of the Uber, Uber, like, almost crying, like, huddled like this. Like, oh, yeah, you probably Drop. have our voice message. We were a little tipsy. But it just made us so happy that, like, we had touched you. And you, of all people, are doing, like, such amazing things with your platform yeah. as well. So it was really, I mean, a big yeah. moment for us. Yeah. So that, and now yeah. we're finally doing an episode. It's amazing. Yes. Full Yay. circle. It's amazing how so that works. Cool. But I, want, I really want to know where this passion started and why you're so why do you do what you do
2: Ooh, okay so let's rewind to about 2016 i really had this idea of content creation um, and originally i wanted to help first generation college students who were trying to figure shit out because i'm a first generation college student and i was like i've been mildly successful um to be humble um mildly successful about um, advocating for myself not relying on my parents um, shaking and moving throughout the administrative offices of college um, just to advocate for myself and i really had to find those champions within different offices to get basic things that i needed like hey um, my apartment isn't move Um, can you fix the dead bug carcasses that are like on the steps before the apartment or um my financial aid package isn't exactly what i needed to be no one's helping me how do i figure this out um and i was like you know i'm probably not the only first-gen college student that is struggling with this but also i can imagine that there are tons of first-generation college students who are dropping out because they feel helpless they feel like no one is championing them they feel like they don't have an advocate and they don't know how to advocate for themselves Right. Needless to say, because I was in the crux of my perfectionism cycle, um, I didn't launch anything. I didn't start the YouTube that I wanted. I didn't start a blog. I didn't start any content creation because I just felt like things weren't perfect enough. Um, And so, because of that, I feel like I stunted my own growth. Um, I mean, I'm happy with where I'm at now, and the journey starts when it's supposed to, but. Um, I studied my own growth and and possibly didn't help the people that needed help at that time. Um, Fast forward to 2018, I had this kick-ass internship um, in a statewide women's leadership organization. Um, And it was going amazing. Um, But towards the end of senior year, I didn't have any plans. I had no job lined up. I had this big lofty dream of moving from Iowa to Nashville um and i just didn't know how that was going to happen um so shortly after graduation my then boyfriend at the time uh we packed everything that we could fit into his truck and drove down to nashville stayed in like a little dinky motel for a week i had one interview lined up which went well but i just could feel that it was not my calling and it just wasn't a good fit um, so I spent three months unemployed, which was odd for me. Um, before I have been used to having anywhere from two to four jobs at one time. Right. So to not work at all, I was like devastated. I felt worthless, I felt um, unsuccessful. Like watching all of these other people that I've been in classes with, um, that I felt like they didn't have to work as hard as me. How are they getting jobs? How are they having life easier? Um, and just was in this very bitter place. Um, But then one day i like had a talk with myself and was like, bitch, we gotta get it together. Like, what are we gonna do? We can't just sit by the pool every day and drink. Um, And so from there, Amusing Millennial was birthed. Um, It started as a lifestyle blog. Um, My boyfriend at the time was significantly older than me and white, so people were very intrigued by that and trees like are you a sugar baby like what's going on with that Um, but they also were trying to figure out like how was I able to not be working and still be somewhat happy and not like bawling every day which I mean I kind of did but um, I still made it work and so the blog was birthed from there Um, I became a beach body coach during that time Um, and I used that time to like really kickstart my personal development, really kickstart, um, which I mean, I'd been doing it for a while, but it just took it to a different level. So um, in the meantime, I start getting like all these DMs asking me questions about like how to do logistical stuff in your 20s. Like, how do you build a network in a, in a new city where you don't know anyone, you don't have any family? Um, how do you go about finding volunteer opportunities, things like that. And so I was like, if people are in my DMs asking me the same questions, like maybe there's something there. So from there, my coaching services were birthed. Um, And now we're here.
1: Awesome. That's so cool. That's very real stuff that you're helping people with that I don't think is like talked about enough. Like we were talking about this yesterday. We
0: were like, is not it insane that I don't know how to fucking start the process of paying off my student loans?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that You know what
0: I mean It's like They teach us All this useless bullshit And I'm not saying Education is useless Because it's definitely not And I'm very grateful For mine But There is no logistical Like You Your 20s is Figuring it out As you go And I love the concept Of that But part of me thinks It doesn't need to be All just figuring it out As you go Part of me is like There should be resources Out there right Yeah Part of me
1: is like Kind of What the fuck Yeah Like I've lived 22 years And I guess it's like it's on us to figure it out, of course, but like, I guess that's why we have this podcast. That's why you're doing what you're doing. Like we need voices like this. Yeah. It's very important. We need guidance. We're humans. (laughs) No, that's really cool though. And I really liked what you said about like your main goal is to help people. I think that's like, I can genuinely tell that you are so hardworking and so passionate about what you do just from looking at your Instagram. Um, I just, I just think it's really
2: cool what you're doing for sure.
0: I'm curious, too, about the name Amusing Millennial. Yeah, Can you just give us, like, a little background on that?
2: Yeah, so it's supposed to be a play on words. Um, A, musing, so, like, constantly thinking, um, because a part of my perfectionism struggles is that I constantly overthink things. Um, But also, (laughs) (laughs) I get stuck in my head a lot. Um, But also, I'm funny, um, and I don't try to be all the time uh so a lot of times you'll see like little quips in my uh in my content um in the captions in my instagram posts um but yeah so it's a, a double play on words
0: i love that i'll hear you just said too i'm funny i and you didn't that's just a fact i like, apologize no one, for it right i don't know i i would love to get to the point in my life in my 20s where i'm like yeah this that's what i am instead of because i'm always i'm the same way i'm always like I mean, I think I'm pretty... I like to think that I'm this or that. And at least,
1: like, no, you You are. are. Own it.
0: Like, it's fine. I think...
1: Yeah, that's literally part of your 20s is, like, realizing your superpowers. Like, what you're good at. And excelling in those. And, yeah, I agree. And also acknowledging that you're the shit. Like, everyone should do that. Like, I'm going to fully say I'm bad at... A, B, and C. Sports being one of them. Suck at sports. Hand-eye coordination. Cannot do. But I know I'm good as fuck can, at this cannot other... Cannot do. Cannot do that. But I know I'm good as fuck at other things, and that's what people mm-hmm. like. People are too hard on themselves. Everyone has a gift. Has yeah. gifts. Multiple gifts. Yeah. You just got to use them. For can sure. you talk a
0: little about perfectionism, too? Because I feel like I'm definitely in that point in my life as well where I sense a feeling of just everything that I do regardless of whether it's big or small has so much thought behind it and and it's not necessarily a bad thing but sometimes it's just like Jesus Christ can I just fucking get up and and just do my shit without having a (laughs) mental breakdown like I'm being facetious but really it's kind of the truth yeah um what does your perfectionism look like and how have you kind of dismantled the thought processes that make you feel like you have to be that way?
2: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Three, three threads that I want to go on there. Um, first of all, I talk about perfectionism in a cycle, um, which I think is not necessarily unique, but the, the type of cycle that I talk about is, is what I bring to this space. So the first step in the cycle is you're very high energy. You have all of the motivation. Um, you feel very excited to start out on this process. And this is when you start to overthink. And this is when overthinking is actually good. Um, so you're sitting there and you're like, okay, let's create this plan. So step two is when you implement the plan and you're like, okay, I'm doing all of the things. There's you know, no setbacks, there's no obstacles. I am in control of my destiny. I am in control of what happens. Um, Now, those two sentences, that's where it becomes problematic, because the next step of the process is when a minor setback happens. Whether you have a slip up, like you, let's say you're like, oh, I want to work out for 30 days, um, and you get to like day 16, and you don't work out for whatever reason, or um, you have an outside source that kind of knocks you off your square, um, So then you start to feel defeated and depleted. And you're just like, well, fuck, I have this plan and nothing's going right. Um, instead of pivoting, which is what you should be doing, um, instead of pivoting and reassessing the damage and trying to extrapolate those lessons, um, you go into overdrive and you start to go with the original plan instead of trying to um, adjust where you need to. And this is where the burnout happens. This is what I struggle with the most, burnout, because when I have a minor setback, instead of dealing with what's in front of me, what I often would do when I was at the crux of my perfectionism cycle, um, I would stick to the original plan. I wouldn't pivot, I wouldn't reassess anything. I wouldn't look at what was in front of me to find those lessons. And so sticking to the original plan, usually for a perfectionist means going even harder than before being even harder on yourself. Your self-talk is just shit at this time. And so you get burned out,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which leads to the last uh, step of the cycle, which is feeling stuck because you just give up. You feel like nothing's working. You're working so hard, um, but you're not getting the results that you want. And so you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want to do now because this plan that I created isn't working and life just isn't going the way that it's going for me. So that's my explanation of the cycle of perfection and like how it goes over and over again. Um, I struggle the most with burnout because I have huge Capricorn energy which is so weird because I'm a Pisces um but I have huge Capricorn energy and I just love to work I love setting goals like if you look around my apartment there are post-it notes everywhere with like my goals and mindset hacks and breaking down specific goals even further like it's a little neurotic (laughs) Um.
1: i remember facetiming you and i just saw all the posts and i'm like girl i already know
2: what that is <laughs> <laughs> at the end i'll like walk you around so meredith can see like the rest because you only saw the tip of the iceberg oh yeah for i'm sure. excited
1: <laughs> that's so good to hear like I that whole cycle i've never heard that before like i'm being spoken directly to no same um we literally had like a, a deep conversation this morning about like the podcast and just like balancing our two personalities with it, with the workload, it's hard. We also have a friendship and we don't want to yeah. get in the way of our friendship. So just like having real discussions about that. But like, it's crazy that you just explained it so well, because I think we both needed to hear that. And I think our listeners hopefully will learn a lot from that cycle too. Yeah,
0: no, it is. And it is a cycle. Like I, I never thought of it as a cycle. I am tend to think of it as I just have a few bad days here and there but kind of understanding now that it leads to the way you react and then the way you... It, it it's almost allows me to feel like, oh, I can be proactive with this and realize that this is something that happens to you. This is something that happens to you. This is something that happens to, you, that happens to a lot of people. I'm not alone in this. And knowing that it's, it, it's kind of freeing in a yeah. sense because I'm like, okay, so when this happens, I just wrote everything down. I can either pivot or I can get stuck you know so I think putting words to that is huge Mm -hmm, and it's so hard to put words to I think Um, as someone that has anxiety and is a huge overthinker I was explaining this to her this morning I want to reach out for help a lot of the time but I often don't even know how to put it into words that make sense to someone that's not Directly experiencing it because mm-hmm. it's so confusing to me, right? Um, so realizing that there are ways to kind of break it down is extremely, yeah. extremely helpful. That's so I'm gonna use this. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Cheyenne. <laughs>
2: well, I thought that was helpful.
1: Yes, so helpful. All right, shall we dive into the meat of this episode? So, um, we obviously wanted to share Cheyenne's amazing story and yes. her insight um, and why she does what she does, but we also really want to talk about your experiences with, uh, MLM or multi-level marketing slash what are they called? Net- networking. Network marketing. Network marketing. Um, interchangeable in my opinion with pyramid, pyramid scheme, schemes. but, um, but yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So <laughs> I genuinely, I'll be honest with you guys. I really do not know much about this topic. I'm gonna let Meredith and Cheyenne kind of Take the reins on this, and I will just be educated. But um, yeah, where do you guys want to start with this? Well, I'm curious about
0: how you were, how you got involved, because I see it works right in Beachbody, where you're two, the ones you were involved with. So,
2: I'd yeah. To what's know. your experience,
1: yeah. and what are your thoughts on it now?
2: Okay, so I want to say it was sophomore year of college. Um, That's when I first like started to show up in this Instagram space and um, found this. I don't remember like how we found each other, but somehow, some way we ended up following each other. Um, And I just fell in love with her family and her story. And she was real and raw. And um, one day she reached out to me and was like, hey, have you ever thought about making money from your phone? Um, and at the time, I had technically three jobs, um, but was still not able to <laughs> like get an income. So I was like, I got to figure out a way to get more money, but like spend less time actually working. But also, um, you know, like just figure something out, which that is actually impossible unless you're doing some sort of investment, like. Just starting out as a 20 something year old, like there's no way that you can, um, not trade your time for money unless you're doing investments. Like that's just, that's the reality of it. Or you're in this online coaching service provider space, but that's a different story. So, um, she reached out. I said, yes. Um, I sold it works for maybe eight months. I don't think it was quite a year. Um, In the meantime, she had a baby, postpartum depression hit, and she kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, I didn't get, like, enveloped into our, like, downline or anything, so it was easy for me to leave that one. Like, I didn't experience what you've probably seen on YouTube with, like, girls being deleted from group chats and... um, some of the mean like high school girl tactics that a lot of people experience. I didn't experience that. Um, but it was hard for me to sell. And I was just like, maybe it's just this MLM. Mm -hmm. So I was like, uh, maybe I'll try with another one in the future, but for now, like I'm not going to sell anything. Um, and then in the middle of my quarter life crisis, in the middle of my post-grad scaries, um, I was at, step five of my perfectionism cycle. I felt super stuck. I wasn't happy anymore in the job that I thought was a dream job. Um, originally I had this plan of like going into public relations and marketing and, um, (laughs) the job I had at the time, like it just wasn't hitting it. So, um, this girl that I followed on Instagram Um, she was like a mirror for me she was also in an interracial age gap relationship Um, also very high octane um, super fucking smart just was amazing and such a boss ass bitch and I was like I want to be like where she's at and we're exactly 10 years apart so I just felt like looking at my older self Um, and so she reached out and was like hey have you ever thought about joining a challenge group and I was thinking like oh I danced for almost 12 years and I haven't, you know, worked out or anything, maybe I should do that. Um, So I joined the challenge group and then a month in, she asked me, did I think about becoming a coach? And I was like, "Mm, I think I could do that. So I did that for, I don't know, that was 20, that was the beginning of 2019. I officially quit in October, I wanna say. Um, So, didn't do that one again for a year, Um, but this time, because I had a little bit more experience behind me, I was able to see similarities between the business model, um, the payment compensation plan, um, some of the tactics that they use, like, independent distributors use, Um, and so I was like, you know what, like, something, I didn't have the words to fully describe it yet, but something about it just made me feel yucky at the end. And I was like, I'm done with this. Um, and then this girl that I had connected with on Instagram, she was selling money for a while, but she quit. And like, I hadn't heard from her for a while. She hadn't posted any content in like five months. And then all of a sudden she came back and she was like, I have this tell all video. <laughs> wow. It was like an hour and 30 minutes long. I sat there and I watched it and when she explained, like step by step, like this is what happens in a MLM, and like this is how it is a pyramid scheme, I felt so seen because, like, I have the experience, but I just like didn't know how to fully grapple with it. And so um, I went on a rabbit hole chase of like watching other content creators and their experiences with MLMs. Like literally, the first day I sat there and watched four hours worth of video. Um, you get into it. Yeah, I I really got into it. And so from there, I was like, damn, like now I'm educated on it. And I don't recommend MLS at all for anyone. So, okay. How I know how they kind of work.
1: I know, understand that it's like all through social media, mostly Instagram, they reach out and then you become low level, like under, under their business because they're business owners. That's what they make you that's right. That, that's what they tell you that like you're yeah. a business owner, but you don't really own a business. So you're under that person. And then you have to to get your way up to get paid more. You have to get people under you. Is that correct? That's yep. how they work, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from the
0: research that I've done, and I'd like to talk to you about this is they, um, and it really doesn't matter what the company is, right? So it's less about, Um, focusing on actually selling the products, but more about recruiting people. And what's scary about that is we live in this day and age where the boss babe is something that a lot of young girls want to be. And
1: for I don't a good think there's reason. anything wrong with that.
0: I right. love the the passion behind that. And the
1: entrepreneurship. Yes. But
0: they're selling it as a commodity when in reality it is kind of a mindset that you create for yourself, so to speak. They're literally selling it as, hey, you want to be a boss, babe? Okay, well, you can be a business owner it's not your business. It's not your product. It's not... You're not being an entrepreneur. Right. You're being a, a pawn in in the game, essentially, for the person at the very top who's reaping all of the benefits from everyone underneath them. Right. So, yeah. essentially, you're commissioning people. Yeah. And it's pretty fucked up when you think about it at, like, the bare roots of what it is. Commissioning um, people. And yeah. what I have discovered in my research that upsets me is it's a lot of exploitation of very vulnerable groups of people. So obviously, you know, call us vulnerable or not, but we're in our young 20s. We want to start a successful life for ourselves. Be successful, right. You know, they target young ambitious women, which can be so, I mean, I will fully admit I can be blinded by a good sales tactic for sure if, if it's if you're selling me that idea I'm I might buy into it right but not only that but they're exploiting young mothers who you know want to stay at home don't you want to stay at home with your kids and be a stay-at-home mom and also make money from your phone and almost being like you're going to work every day and day you're not watching your kids like are you a good mom you know or I've heard that they target like army wives who are constantly traveling and don't have Kind of a home base or a community and offering up a community that's kind of intertwined with what, you know, selling mm-hmm. whatever product you're selling. Um, I've heard that they, some products with Arbonne, for example, are targeting women with infertility issues and trying to convince them that the products that they're going to use are going to help with this. And none of these products are backed by the FDA. You know, and mm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with holistic wellness. Like, I, I am kind of into that stuff as well. I don't think all of those products are bad by any means. Right. But to package it as this can help with your infertility, this can help with your diabetes, this can help with your it's like that is it's teetering on dangerous <laughs> yeah, and unethical. Um, so, I'm just wondering if there's any, if you saw firsthand any of those exploitative tactics being used in any of the groups that you were involved in?
2: Yeah, so with my first uh, MLM experience, my upline was amazing. And her and I still talk to the day. We just texted this morning. Um, That's one good
1: thing that can come from it is just like genuine relationships. Yeah, Yeah,
2: for sure. That's one good thing that comes from from it sometimes is that you actually do meet really genuine good people um and it kind of is that whole like a few bad apples spoil the bunch type of mentality Um, but i've definitely seen and heard um, just things that aren't true so going back to what you were saying about um exploiting vulnerable populations so I wanna break that down a little bit just because I think for people who may be listening that are a part of them or just don't fully understand like what's going on, like how is it a bad thing that you have this group of women that is going to support you or who are going to uplift you in the middle of you know the most vulnerable time of your life. Um, that's a good thing to have community and support. However, where it becomes problematic is one the payment compensation plans are just always shit um so you join your first month or whatever um they tell you like it's a low startup cost um which i mean i guess 160 dollars to become a health and wellness coach like that kind of isn't that expensive but if you are a college student or a young mom, like that's taking away income that you probably need at this time. Um, But also in the video that I did like a couple weeks ago, I like fully broke down, like how you get to an income deficit at the end. So I think I use the numbers of like, so you get commissions of like $60 a month, but then you break down the hours that you actually put into the business and it's like 70 hours um, or something, or 120 hours or something crazy like that. And then when you divide the amount of commissions that you have by the amount of hours that you worked, it's like you got only like 50 cents per hour for working. <laughs> yeah. Um, not only to mention, that but also you have to constantly pay like these monthly fees to be active so if you sold products or sold services like during that month but you didn't pay your like monthly like dues or whatever um then you can't tap into that commission so that money just like goes directly to your upline um, and that's where it becomes exploitive because like you're, you're doing all of this work. You're not reaping the benefits. Um, it's not a fair value exchange at all. Also, another thing you mentioned, um, the business ownership, boss babe, like marketing of it all. Uh, a lot of people like to say that they are a business owner. And again, I am not here for attacking any independent distributor. I'm here for all the girls getting all the coins. Yeah. However... Um, let's call things what they are. You're not a business owner because you don't own a business. (laughs) Um, When you sign up, you uh, literally, like one of the the clauses in the contract is that I am not an employee of Beachbody. I do not receive any um, employment benefits. I do not receive, like there's all of this legalese that talks about how you are independently on your own. Like, yes, you have to be in compliance with their rules about marketing and they do have rules, um, about how you're supposed to stay in line with the FTC's guidelines. Mm -hmm. However, a lot of people like take it and run with it. And because there's such oversaturation, um, and the companies they're profiting off of this, they're not doing enough due diligence and saying like, okay, we have these people out here who are saying these God awful things. Right. Um, And they don't really police their own people. So then it's just it's like, what the fuck. Um, And so they're actually just independent contractors, which means that you get a 1099 at the end of the year. Um, By the way, when you're a business owner, you don't get a 1099 because you're not your own contractor, but i just wanted to debunk that because i i feel like when i was in it and i was hearing like all of these things but people weren't coming to me with straight facts yeah it, it felt like they were attacking me right. um instead of trying to help me so I, I when i have these conversations i like to come with the facts so that i am seen as being objective and not attacking.
1: right and I, yeah i sorry Whoa. <laughs> uh, but i think like the problem with all of this is just the lack of honesty. Like yeah, that's the problem. Lack of transparency. Yeah, and, transparency. and I definitely want to make it clear right
0: now, like quick disclaimer that I'm not attacking anyone who has
1: been, a part, of been a part of
0: this is a part of it. I'm, I'm simply attacking the system and the way it's done, I think is backwards. But, um, I, I completely understand the desire to be an independent creator of your own destiny i mean i think that i like that's I, what we're I all about that yeah we're all about the idea I think that there are much better ways to go about it um but also something interesting about the independent contractors at least from what i understand and correct me if i'm wrong but because they are independent contractors um it kind of uh moves the responsibility of any sort of liability away from Beachbody or It Works or Arbonne because they aren't employees of the company. They're not, you know, it's not that company as a whole that's um, broadcasting whatever message of the independent contractor. It's the independent contractor. So that kind of allows them to be like, well, you know, like you said, that's a bad apple over there. It's not someone that is representing what we actually do. Um, mm-hmm. or try to do. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of genius when you think about it. Whoever created those is uh, an evil mastermind yeah. of sorts. But um, yeah, it's it's just, it's messy. And it, um, it just worries me, I think, as someone who is in their young, you know, early 20s and women, you see a lot of younger women getting roped into this. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad because... You know that these women simply just want to create a better life for themselves, right. and yes, or have a side stream of income or whatever. Um, and unfortunately, w- with the amount of time that you're investing and the amount of money, um, you're kind of setting yourself back in a way to really launch yourself in, in the way a lot of these women want to. And and when you're starting to mess with, um, you know, mothers and and families and just people that are struggling maybe to make ends meet not everyone is like that but a lot of the people involved are in that boat it's just unethical it's unethical
1: and it it makes me kind of sad and i also really want to talk about what they're getting these girls to sell and the mindset like for example you worked for it works in beach body and then our is a big one Mm-hmm. So, like, just telling these girls that they need the supplements, they need this gel that's going to um, oh, yeah. get rid of fat on their body, like, that's part of the system that makes women hate their bodies. Like, that's those companies that, mm-hmm. that sell this idea it's, that they have culture. to be... Yeah, it's diet culture, that they have to look a certain way and get rid of this part of fat on their body. Like, that runs through the whole system that is just a toxic cycle mm-hmm. for women, Um and I, I honestly like. There's nothing wrong with one, wanting to better your body, but it's it's when you are when you teach young girls that they have to be dependent to look a certain way to love themselves. That's where I have a problem with it. Because I've seen I I know someone
0: who is a beach body coach, and she's a young mother, um, and she truly seems to really love um, what she's doing, and has preach kind of about the the change um in her lifestyle and exercise routine and whatever and health and um how she feels lots more energy and all these things and I've been there so I totally get that I I think that's very very legit and I think it's wonderful but I do think that there are like when you I know the shakeology stuff and things like that and other supplements that aren't necessarily needed to achieve that mindset and body shift that's Dangerous, right? A little bit. I agree. But you know, I'm, yeah. So yeah, I'll get off my soapbox now because obviously <laughs> I'm not involved in it, and so I don't want to take away, you know, your ability to talk about it. But from and this is this is all the objective research that I have, um, been you know, and that I've done. So I don't know how actual. Like it's interesting to hear someone from the inside because it's 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 probably more of a credible information coming from you than it is coming from my research but um (laughs) so anyway
2: yeah it's all helpful
1: yeah I think it's I think I love how you were very real about like the paycheck because that's why girls start they're like oh I can make this amount of money and Mm -hmm. blah 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 but that's like you just told us not the case you know well and, and
0: you said too as a young in your early 20s um, you, there are very few things that you can do to start yourself up where you're not investing all of your time, you know, time, time and money are huge investments and you have to start looking, I think, at, at those two things, uh, time just as much as money as an
1: investment. True. It's hugely important. So true, definitely that's, that's what I think. Sorry. Do you have any, any other like thoughts on exposing or just something that you haven't mentioned with it?
2: Um, I do want to talk about like why people, we, me, you um, call them pyramid schemes, because I think a lot of people hear that word and they're like, oh, well, the actual definition of a pyramid scheme is, and it's like, no, based on FTC studies, a pyramid scheme is when, um, when the person who is recruited, they make the bulk of their money off of recruiting other people. Um, and so a lot of times when I watch these videos where girls are trying to debunk this myth that their MLM isn't a pyramid scheme, they're using the wrong definition. Um, and so if we want to have this conversation around what's actually going on on the inside of these structures, is by actually acknowledging the correct definition of what a pyramid scheme is um and so just looking at that structure a lot of times they'll also say like well you go to a nine to five and there's an income cap and your boss makes more money than you and your boss's boss makes more money than than they do sounds like a pyramid scheme to me sounds like more of a pyramid scheme than my thing and it's like no, just be like the actual literal shape of a triangle is not what we're attacking here. What we're attacking <laughs> is the fact that you are making, yeah, and in videos, they will be like, um, yeah, like throw up this triangle, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, like, that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the fact that, um, let's say we have a three-star diamond beach body coach, and she has... 10 people under her uh, that are also coaches Um, and they have multiple different clients. They have coaches under them. Um, But all these other girls are like barely scraping by. Um, They're doing all of this work. Maybe they are getting clients. Maybe they are getting or customers rather. Uh, Maybe they are getting customers. Maybe they are getting people to sign up to be coaches Um, but they are doing the brunt of the work. There are so many coaches that I know of, um, who they get to that tier of like one star diamond, two star diamond, three star diamond, and continue to grow, not because they're putting in any more work, but because they're sitting back and the other people are doing the work for them. Um, So they're the ones that are able to get these fat ass income checks or um, compensation checks during the month because they're not doing the work and the way the compensation plan is set up is that the more people that you have under you the more money you make the less money they make Um, and I also want to just give a statistic from the FTC like they've done multiple studies but this one study sticks out for me specifically 91% of people who join an MLM as an independent contractor whatever you want to call it 91% of those people will never reach a profit. Oh my God. Wow. That's holy shit. And so truthfully in order to make the money that these people are marketing that you can make, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's unethical. Um, and I think that's, that's the huge difference in between like how I look at it now and what I knew back then. Like I didn't know all of this stuff back then. Um, but when I look at it now, I'm like, okay, in order to actually be successful in an MLM, a lot of times people have these really crazy ways of like cheating the system. So for Beachbody specifically, I know you asked about like weird tactics um before this is one um in beach when you sign up immediately they ask you do you have a spouse do you have a boyfriend uh, <laughs> do you have a partner um you should get them to sign up right away
1: in your business
2: <laughs> they say you should get them signed up right away like i'm just thinking if you sign up as a coach so that you can double dip in the compensation plan so they, that way you start your leg right away, like one leg of your business. Um, like if you went to, um,
0: if I got my employment contract from any of my nine to five employers that I've had, that question is literally, just think about the questions that you are asked when you sign whatever forms that you have to sign.
1: No, it doesn't but matter. yeah, like, that shouldn't be it's the first question that they right. ask. That's That's crazy. a red flag. Yep. For sure.
2: Red flag number one. <laughs> anyway keep going (laughs) but yeah they tell you immediately sign up your boyfriend your husband whatever even though during the process if one of your objections to their sales pitch was um my boyfriend doesn't think that this is a legit thing to sign up with or my mom was telling me about you know this is really a scam da-da-da-da well, you're always gonna have uh, naysayers in your life. Right. Do you really wanna listen to them? And it's like, okay, yes, there are some times when family can be problematic and, and detrimental to your your goals and your dreams and aspirations, um, but they literally tell you to not listen to your family. And that, that's like kind of, that mirrors like isolation tactics, like that's predatory behavior. Um, but now the same family member that you told me to not listen to, like you want me to sign them up as a coach so that I can start making money off of them and placing mm-hmm. other coaches and more customers under them, like that's a yikesy tactic. Um, another tactic that I've heard of, I haven't seen this tactic. I, I haven't seen this tactic like firsthand. But what I've heard is like when girls look at the end of the month and they're like, oh, we're this close to um, rank advancement. But, um, I don't have another customer, or I don't have another coach signing up. What they'll do is they'll literally pay for it. So, how do they pay for it? They purchase more product um, or they'll create like a fake customer um they'll like tell the person like, "Can I just sign you up, and I'll give you the money to like do it um which there are actual rules within beach bodies like compliance um against doing that. <laughs> so like they'll say if we notice a credit card has been used um, to sign up your account, but also to sign up like a customer, um, compliance will come after you. Um, and a lot of times girls will just say like, oh, this is my husband or this is someone that lives within the household. Um, that's how they try and like cover it up. Um, So, yeah, a lot of times these girls are like, oh, yeah, I rank advanced in two months and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, boo, you purchased that rank advance. You didn't actually work hard enough to get the rank advance, which that's another myth, Uh, (laughs) like working hard enough. Um, I used to think that if I wasn't being successful in my MLMs, like, that meant that i wasn't doing enough work when all i was doing was work like all i was doing was showing up on on instagram and trying to get these people that had trusted me to do this very cringy thing and i feel so bad about it like i just want to take this as an opportunity to also apologize to anyone who i got to like sign up or um if i've ever like hounded them um because learning about this now it's just like oh like I was that girl like I was the one like doing this behavior and it's just awful
1: well I think the fact that you're even speaking out about it now shows a lot of your character you know what I mean like that's hard to admit like I was wrapped up in that and I apologize. I've learned, I've educated myself and I'm here to educate you. You know, that's huge. That's all you can do. I, I, we had this idea because of a video on your Instagram already exposing MLM and I was like, that'd be such a good episode because more people need to understand what they're signing up for. Well, and I hope too that anyone listening to this that maybe is in a similar position as you
0: or has experienced that. um, I mean, what you're telling me a lot is, uh, is manipulation tactics um, which can kind of create some form of trauma, really. And when you're um, out of it, I think realizing what happened to you while you were in it is. And 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 it seems so silly because it's what it's a you know it's a multi level marketing. It's not like someone was trying to hurt you, or it's you know what I mean. Um, it's insane when yeah, you think about it. That can't be traumatized. And, and the the concept that um, the reason that you failed is because you didn't work hard
1: enough—that's
0: mm. um, extremely damaging, especially to, to to people like us who are perfectionists and who are overthinkers and who might suffer from anxiety or depression or really anyone. Um, any 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 person has the ability to be really kind of damaged by that yeah. and, and take that with them with into the rest of their career life and in their personal life that they
1: failed at this
0: right and this it's their adrenaline. fault i'm like no it's not your fault it's not your fault at all right it was never your fault to begin with um it's crazy like <laughs> i think these <laughs> conversations nuts.
1: are just so um meaningful and very yes. relevant for young especially in their mid 20s like yeah. early 20s and even teenager girls like Yeah, Just educate yourself, no matter what. It's just a life lesson. Educate yourself before jumping into anything. But
0: also, I'm curious, did you, um, was it mainly young women or or were there any men that were
2: kind of involved? Like, what's kind of the target market? The target market for most MLMs is women. Um, There are very few men that I know of. I don't know any men personally that are involved, um, but yeah. They definitely market themselves as being these like champions of women empowerment. Um, And it's just not the truth. Like you can say out of your mouth that you are for women's empowerment, but the tactics that you use, um, like they're just, it's it's very sobering to watch like a secret team call recording (laughs) And see these women being told like, oh, you didn't hit numbers this month. Um, You're a failure. Um, You are the reason why this team isn't in the top numbers. Or um, you feel like you're failing in your business. It's because you're not doing enough personal development. And that's another thing that I don't think gets talked about enough is the level of toxic positivity that kind of gets wrapped into all of this. Like... Um, so let me be clear about what toxic positivity is. Toxic positivity is when people are constantly told like, okay, say I come to you all and I said, like I'm having a really bad day. And instead of you all acknowledging that I'm having a bad day, you all tell me, well, have you finished that Rachel Hollis book that you said you were gonna start? Like maybe you should do more personal development um, because it's all mindset, like sales is all mindset. So you have to get your mind right and instead of encouraging that person to go through the natural process of um, unpacking, of reviewing, sitting with that emotion, releasing the emotion, that's the actual natural process of processing emotions. I want to say that because a lot of people say like sit with your emotions but don't explain it. Um, And so instead of them encouraging that person to sit with the emotion um, go through the natural process of healing, they tell them, oh, just pour more positivity on top of it. And that'll help your mindset. And so instead of actually dissecting like what's going on on more of a, a deep level, instead of just being surface level and all this fake bullshit about like, oh, it's all in your mindset. Well, like that, It just really grinds my gears. Like I get so hyped up about it because um, for so long, I felt like I was being, Fake. And I was because I bought into this idea that like, oh, well, if it's all mindset, then all I have to do is just like, do this personal development stuff, which includes reading books and listening to podcasts, which I mean, it is some of that, but it's also application. Like what are they teaching you in the, in the books and the podcast? Like, are you actually taking those lessons and applying them to your daily life? Are you going beyond the cute little Pinterest quotes? Are you going beyond what people put on Instagram, um, to make look cute? Are you going beyond those things? Are you actually digging deeper within yourself? Like that's what true personal development is. Um, And
0: it's sitting with the ugly too, you know, it's sitting with the, holy fuck, I literally can't get off the couch today. Like it's sitting with that type of nasty stuff that no one wants to, to shine a light on
1: because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Wow. (laughs) I learned Oof. so much. I literally learned so much. Did you? I feel like I came into this very unprepared because I just wanted to learn. But like it, it makes sense. It makes sense why one someone would think that this is a profitable, profitable thing to do because young women can be very impressionable, especially when they have this big boss bitch, big boss bitch persona that they need to live up to. Um, yeah.
2: Well,
1: but, looking up to other women that have done it before too, I think
0: see every young woman wants a good mentor i mean i know i do it's important to have people like that in your life um and so yeah i think it's sad when young women are maybe being again manipulated by that mentor figure i mean i think it's what i what the only word that i can think of it boils down to is traumatic because Mm -hmm. i think of how damaging even some parental relationships i've had or um, you know, authority figure type of relationships as- aside of you know business and things like that. Um, if you add that in in your work life too, I mean that's that's a lot to unpack and right. deal with on a daily basis. I yeah. mean that that sounds to me like it could it was maybe very mentally and emotionally draining at times.
1: Right, for sure. Um, but if you're interested and want more on this topic, there is a Netflix documentary called "Betting on Zero. Uh, there's I'm also, I yeah, I haven't seen that one. I have seen the Lulu Row. Is that yes, right? That was on Vice. Vice also, yes, has That's that documentary. Good. That's on YouTube. Luluro. Yes. Um, so these are just some other, you know, ways to educate yourself on uh, yeah. uh, pyramid schemes. I'll just say it. Pyramid yeah. schemes. For do sure. You have,
0: Cheyenne, do you have any other resources that you might suggest to listeners if they're thinking about joining one or perhaps in one and doubting it. And you said, I I like the way you described that as I felt yucky. Um, Do you have any, any advice or uh, resources for people in that, in that situation?
2: Um, You guys have talked about the anecdotal stuff, which I think really hits home for most people because you have a person like sitting there um, that's more relatable who has been through the experience. But for those who are more analytical and kind of go off and do their own thing, I advise looking up FTC studies on it. So literally just type in Google like FTC study on MLMs or um, look, AARP actually did a study on one. And I was very surprised to find that out because I'm like, AARP, like why would they look into it? But apparently they have a study on it. Um, What else? just looking at any study on MLMs um, to get the numbers. Also looking at the income disclosure statements. If you are approached by someone and you're feeling like, okay, maybe this is something that's good for me. Maybe it is good for you. I'll just go ahead and say that. Maybe you'll love the products, um, which I'm all here for. Like if you find products you love, good for you. Um, But look, just type in Google like bond income disclosure statement, Beachbody income disclosure statement, and it will tell you, and this furthers the idea that they're actually a pyramid scheme, um, yeah, they'll tell you like the people that are the top income earners, those percentages are very small, it's like one to two percent, or for most, I'm sorry, it's one to three percent of people that are involved in MLMs, those are the top income earners, and the People that make the less amount of money, um, it's anywhere from forty-one to eighty percent, depending on which MLM you look at. So just look at the income dis- uh, income disclosure statements and the FTC studies. Yeah, look at the facts. Yeah, look at the facts that way. Jeff Bezos vibes, kind of. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely,
2: know? definitely crazy. That's the vibe I
0: get.
1: Um. Well, Cheyenne,
2: where can people find you? Yeah they can find me at amusing underscore millennial on instagram or you can head to my website amusingmillennial.com yay
1: thank you so much like this was a very informative episode and i think it's really cool to get perspective from you who has you know you've been on both sides like Meredith said so thank you for being so honest about this conversation and yeah you know just I think this will help a lot of people yeah, get informed sure. on what they actually are.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people are kind of secretly internet sleuths like me and just interested in this kind of stuff. It is and interesting. It's like, ooh. Ooh, like true crimey kind of like, I mean, I'm obsessed with true crime podcasts and maybe I'm insane. I don't know. I'm neurotic probably, but... Um, <laughs> no those podcasts
1: are big for a reason Maybe yeah should, all yeah, right they really are let's just turn this shift to true crime right now yeah we're rebranding next week yeah. we'll be like yeah we're actually rebranding we're gonna be doing true crime <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's funny well oh, yeah gosh.
1: thank you so much anything else you want to add or say Like final yeah. words
2: no this has been really really fun yeah good, good. Yay.
0: we'll have to have you back on again i think too um, cause obviously this is MLM, but I'd love to hear just about more of your life coaching and like the business side of things as well. too. For sure. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, we will be around and
2: yeah, you know where to reach us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If well, you know where to find me,
1: <laughs> you know, where to find me. everyone go follow Cheyenne and check out her content. Yeah. Content. She's oh amazing. Yeah. Her content, her Instagram is amazing. Love it. Um, but thank you for listening so much. We love you yeah. all. Go follow our Instagram at this is your dot twenties, our Twitter, at this is your underscore 20s. Give us a review on any any um, app that you're listening, listening to this podcast. Yes. Check out our YouTube. Thank you for the support, and we love yeah. you. Yay! Bye, y'all.